0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Enough for Today for Thursday. Thanks for joining me. We are in Psalm 53, and we established yesterday that we've already covered this psalm because it is a rewrite of Psalm 14, brought into a new generation, celebrating a new victory, uh, rehearsing God's goodness in a new way, uh, God's deliverance. And I really wanted to just really bite this off in maybe two chunks because we pretty much covered Psalm 14. But I want to bring out a few things. And so I want you to look at verses 1 through 4 with me today. And I want you to see the indictment. This is almost like the Romans 1 and 2 and 3 of the Old Testament. Uh, It does convict us pre-salvation of our lostness. It's a great resource to pull into your witnessing vocabulary, Psalm 14 or Psalm 53. It's an indictment on those that reject God. It's an indictment on the atheist. It's an indictment on, on, on the whole human race, really, because there is none that seek God. Okay, none righteous, no, not one, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. This is another one of those passages that show us the beginning rudimentary realizations of the gospel that I need to reckon with my sinfulness before God. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Most foolish thing a person can say, no God. Corrupt are they and have done abominable iniquity there is none that doeth good. It, my friend, the indictment there is comprehensive. And the indictment is, is um, what's the word I want to look for? It's, it's pervasive. Here's my point. Even pre-salvation, even your goodness is laced with bad motives. Because it's not offered to God out of humility and sincere love. It's self-serving. So I'm doing good. To be respected, I'm doing good. To fit in, I'm doing good. To be rewarded, uh, traditional culture. I'm being good. To be promoted, I'm working hard. Uh, to get along, I'm working hard to honor others because they. I want them to honor me. So there's there's even if it's mostly pure, there's still the tainting of our impure motives. So that's the idea of there's none that doeth good, because even our attempts to do good are laced with impure motives. God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. Every one of them is gone back; they are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. So you've got to reckon. You can't know God if you don't reckon with this reality. I am wrong before God, even though horizontally I can do some good things for and to people, vertically. I have fallen far from God. Uh, there is none that doeth good. There's none that seek. I'm altogether filthy. There's none, uh, not one. This is a comprehensive indictment on the human race. Verse 4 Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread? They have not called upon God. Now, here's what I want you to catch, okay? The person that's being indicted in verses 1, through the beginning of verse 4, what is the nature of the indictment? Yes, the description is you have sinned, you have violated, you're filthy, you're dead to God, you are under condemnation of God. But but um, ca- the causality uh, or the um, antidote, why do they remain in that condition? And that's in the end of verse 4. They have not called upon God. I want you to hearken back to or forward to Romans 10. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So a salvation call is the repentance of everything in verses that's real in verses 1 through 4. A salvation call is, God, I realize I've fallen from you, I'm condemned, and I'm calling on you. So God establishes, there's a gospel presentation here he establishes the antidote of my sinful state before God is to call on him. Notice what the antidote is not. It is not good works. It is not reversing all of my bad behavior. It is not improving myself or being moral or religiously engaged. It is not expressing a kind of devotion that earns uh, God's forgiveness. No, God says the antidote for your sin problem is to agree with me and call on me for mercy. Call on me for salvation. So, uh, in big picture, the first part of this psalm is is an indictment. Now look at verse 5. There they were in great fear, where no fear was. God hath scattered the bones of him that encampeth against thee. Thou hast put them to shame, open shame that is, because God hath despised them. So the idea here is sudden deliverance, sudden judgment, sudden vindication and overwhelming comprehensive finality. They were in great fear where no fear was. So the idea is we went to sleep and this army around Jerusalem was not fearing God. They were they were scorning and and scoffing at God they were blaspheming and spitting in God's face and laughing at the idea of God there was no fear but suddenly they were put in great fear and their bones were scattered and they were put to open shame uh, because God despised them they despised God and their despising rejection rebellion unrepentant unbelief brought upon them the sudden vindicating despising vengeance of God. So what can we anticipate in the nature of God? First of all, He wants everybody. He invites everybody to call upon Him. He invites everybody to be saved. But those that refuse, those that scoff and scorn and despise God's offer of salvation, they can only look forward to a sudden like night today in a second in a breath where no fear was crashing down upon them, the fear of God, sudden destruction, sudden judgment. So we can rest in his promise and we can stay on mission until he vindicates and he brings final judgment. Think on these things. We'll pick it up here tomorrow. Thanks for joining me. Have a great day.